cheating off of this good shit. Good shit, nigga. Next time, don't overlook shit. Keep your eyes open and your wallet in your front pocket. Prison chef, ghosts and eyes, niggas is the profit. Prison chef, ghosts and eyes, niggas is the profit. Prison chef, ghosts and eyes, niggas is the profit. Hello and welcome to the War Report. I hope you managed to get your PS5s today, because I did, and I'm going to try to <laughs> get through this show so I can finally uh, start playing mine. But uh, it's been uh, a very AEW-centric week, I'm not going to lie. Uh, looking at the show notes here, we got stuff like the AEW game, uh, not a lot of NXT stuff. We're going to talk about Full Gear, which I pre-recorded, so... If it sounds weird, I'm sorry. And then uh, AEW and NXT are relatively, I think, weird shows where I don't think they pushed a lot of things forward. So uh, we're going to get into it right now. All right, just some quick things because, you know, obviously I'm not going to have much to say on this first topic here. Cody Rhodes wants to run for governor of Georgia at some point in time. I don't live in Georgia. I live in Miami, and I don't really know what is going on over there. But the interesting thing about the report or, you know, whatever article it was, it says that he only wants to wrestle for five more years. So we're going to have a lot of Cody for the next five years. Uh... We're going to see how his AEW career kind of just starts to wind down as he tries to, you know, go for his political aspirations. And a big topic here for me, at least, um, AEW game. Now, I thought the game looked okay. It looked as good as as wwe battleground like there is like absolutely no like it is one-to-one either wwe superstars or wwe battleground it looks very arcadey which you know from people that played battleground they seem to like it so this has the potential of being a really you know kind of just decent game what i don't like is (laughs) for the reveal They don't have the leading figures of AEW modeled yet. So, if I were to put anybody in that trailer, I know Cody probably, I mean, uh, Kenny probably got made first because he's like kind of more hands-on with it or, you know, has more ideas for it. But let's be honest, he's not like truly that, vital to AEW in the mainstream. So either the first models I would have picked would have been John Moxley, uh Cody, Jericho's fine. Uh what's they they had um they had Hikaru Shida there as their uh women's representation uh in the trailer. That's okay with me. Uh I kind of wish they would have had a second a second model done. Maybe to see Nyla Rose or Britt Baker be that second model. Or even uh, like Chris Statlander. What's crazy to me is that they showed animation of what the Meltzer driver is going to look like. 
in the game, but it's with unfinished, undetailed models. I think that maybe they should have had that at least. Like, so for a trailer, Cody, Jericho, Young Bucks, Hikaru Shida. That's probably would have been my lineup for uh, the trailer. This is obviously nitpicky things, but honestly, showing me a unfinished Meltzer driver with these like unrendered models doesn't really invoke hype in me. So more to say, uh, more or less. Um, when Kenny was talking about the game, he kept using the buzzword "no mercy" and "fire pro wrestling." No mercy, fire pro wrestling. No mercy to even to the point that they got the director for No Mercy to, I guess, be kind of hands-on with the game or, you know, try, try to, like, receive his blessing in a, like, sort of uh, manner of, hey, if he fucking with it, he made No Mercy. You definitely gonna like it. So... This runs into a problem for me because I've never played No Mercy. I did not have an N64. At Actually, no, I had an N64, but I guess at the time, just wrestling just wasn't on my radar at all. So I never got to play No Mercy. So pandering to that sort of like crowd doesn't really do anything for me. And I'm thinking in... In terms of like this current gen, No Mercy might be, you know, great in your memory and your nostalgia, but does that gameplay style work in this day and age where we have games that control really well? I know WWE 2K games have weird glitches and, you know, like bugs and stuff like that, like what game doesn't, but when it works... Is pretty fluid. Like I do like having, you know, the control scheme that it has, uh, the arenas, you know. Just playing a lot of WWE 2K, I feel like the AEW game that is trying to mirror No Mercy might feel dated. And that's about it for that game. I don't really have much to say about the mobile game. It just seems to be like a sort of GM mode, but like in the weirdest way, it looks like dive kick i don't know if you've ever seen that game but like oops look it up really fast just typing dive kick ps3 ps5 whatever and just look at it. it the game looks exactly the same i'm not playing a mobile game i don't play mobile games at all so i'm not truly worried about that game they also showed aew casino i'm not sure what i saw in that trailer I truly have no idea what AEW Casino is. They just had a nice casino theme trailer with, you know, people from the Dark Order there and, you know, just AEW's being around in wrestling. I mean, uh, gambling. Honestly, if that video would have been cut as like a hype package for Double or Nothing or All In or whatever casino theme show they have, I think it would be really cool. But they don't. But uh, that's it for AEW games. Now we're going to go a little to the WWE side. Uh, it's going to be brief and short for, for them. Karrion Cross says that he is 
ready to go. Like he can, uh, he'll be back in any second. And I've been on Instagram. I believe it. When, uh, when I saw him like lift something up that had Scarlet and her friend sitting in it, I was just like, oh yeah, this man is like, he's healed up. He's ready to go. So I think at this point, we're just waiting for Finn Balor, which we'll get into later, to uh, come back and possibly, you know, declare a challenger, throw some stuff out. Or they might really just hold off on it and, like, wait for him to come back after Balor is finished. Probably. Who knows? And uh, the Rascals. Uh, Impacts the Rascals. PWG's the Rascals has signed with the WWE. I think that's cool. Um, NXT definitely needs more tag teams. Like, uh, I'm tired of seeing Breezango. Um, well, I'm not tired of them, but, you know, like, seeing uh, Undisputed Era is, like, whatever now. Um, Drake, Maverick, and Killian Dane don't do it for me. They're really fucking up whatever it is going on with Everize. Like, I don't think they can ever get me excited for them currently. So... A new tag team into the fold, I think that would be well. I'm just hoping they these guys can cut the mustard and not just some regular, smegular um, PWG guys. You know, spot monkeys and all that other stuff. But it is what it is on that. I hope they do some great stuff coming to NXT because NXT definitely needs it for their tag division. And with that all done, we're going to go to talk about full gear i pre-recorded this because i felt like i was going to kind of forget what happened <laughs> if i waited all the way till thursday to talk about it so this is my kind of fresh impressions this is uh me one day removed from full gear enjoy now for you you up in my house Smacking your gums at my man, and now you my problem. I'm going to make this real easy for you. Don't you ever, ever talk to him like that again. Don't you even look at him. And you know what else you can do? You can take your ratchet, trifling ass right up off my stage and do not come back unless I send for you. Do you understand? I will say that these, the last two AEW shows have not been stellar in the slightest. I definitely think they have fallen off uh, quite a quite a huge margin. Honestly, I, I do think they're falling off in quality. Like I, w- I'll say like last year's Full Gear is way better than this show. Um, I would say like at least two pay per views ago, we got like at least like three decent matches like i can't remember what show it was or like whatever subtitle it is that had uh kenny omega heyman page on it versus the young bucks but that was like the last really good aew pay-per-view so since this is uh gonna be kind of a weird sort of episode because you know nature doesn't like florida uh we're gonna go through every single match on the card just to you know kind of fill for time so here we go this match 
is not I, I I wasn't really like fucking with it uh just to keep it short and simple I just thought they didn't have like any chemistry at all like I am familiar with a lot of Allison K's work like I couldn't I know she can work like a lot better than this so and you know I've seen Serena, uh, Serena Deep stuff on AEW so I'm just going to chalk it up to them not truly clashing well. I don't know if they had many matches in the past, but the match just didn't move me. Uh, couldn't really capture my attention. But what happened at the end of the match, uh, Thunder Rosa is back. Uh, she's going to be challenging Serena Deebs for the title on AEW again. And, you know, NWA kind of just saving the women's division on AEW, even though the match wasn't all that great. And, you know, there is a perform. Uh, there's been rumors about Thunder Rosa going to the PC, and I guess she's just like filling out their time until they call. And if AEW is willing to pay her, then so be it. But I'm truly praying to God that her, who is uh, her, and Allison K, who are both free agents, do not sign with AEW. The women's division is truly just a disaster, and I think every every person kind of agrees with that. So, like, I don't think I'll get any backlash for truly saying that. <laughs> and can Thunder Rosa save the AEW women's division? I don't know, because all it takes is for them to just not give her TV time, and then it's all done, or you know, it's all over. Uh, so. It is what it is on that. Um, the show starting out with um, the show starting out with uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. I guess we're gonna try to chalk it up to uh, the president-elect Joe Biden speech that was happening at like the same time as the show was starting. So uh, that might have been rough, but like. There is absolutely no way in hell that this was going to even, like, beat that. Like, there, there was, like, truly no way in hell. Um, first of all, the pay-per-view is, like, still, like, 60 to four, uh, 50 to $60. You already, like, barred people off with that. Uh, it's politics like it's it's way bigger than wrestling come on guys so i just think that putting them up first especially like with this being the only match that i was excited for on the show kind of insane in my opinion i i would not have uh set them up to go first i probably would have like set up uh cody uh versus darby allen to go first which was a uh okay match but kenny omega and hangman page uh I said it on an episode with uh, Jeff J last week, and I wanted to wait and see who, if the cleaner was going to be there, and he wasn't there. I'm sorry. The, 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 I, I truly think that the Kenny Omega of old just cannot be brought out in AB, AEW. The level of competition is just not there. And I thought that Hangman Page would be the person to... Um, bring that out of them but like same as the Serena Deebs and uh Allison K match like yeah they were getting their stuff off but like they just to me just didn't mesh well especially like for former tag team partners I just think it's weird that you know 
I don't really think they complemented each other uh, in their styles, at least. Um, but Kenny Omega wins. He's going to be facing um, John Moxley. And same as the prediction episode, uh, he has to take it. Absolutely has to take it. Uh, I just think he'll be in a very weird spot in AEW if he doesn't win this match. I think uh, John Moxley has had it long enough. And I think it's just time to uh, truly move on from John Moxley. Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. I don't like this match. Um, I saw a lot of people being positive about uh, John Silver, but I'm just just not a true fan of how he works like i'm glad that he is they uh he is a standout in the dark order like we definitely need more of that now that Brody lee is absent but him just like doing stuff and then just like pacing around in the ring like i don't get why he was like working like that like truly under i guess it's like ring psychology to underestimating orange cassidy but like We've seen Orange Cassidy go with the best of the best, and I don't think it was, like, the best to be, you know, kind of arrogant as he was. And just just odd pacing in the match. Uh, honestly, I would excuse it for people like Brock Lesnar or, you know, any, like, bigger and taller opponents. Because, you know, like, you, you muscle somebody around and you're just, like, you want to flex your muscles and whatever and whatnot. But, like, here, it, it just didn't work for me. Sorry. Uh, I'm truly open to John Silver. I think he has a lot to offer for the Dark Order. But that just was not the, um, the match for me to truly witness, honestly. Um, next is Cody versus Darby Allen for the TNT Championship. I thought this match was really great. Darby Allen getting the championship was truly needed. Hopefully they do not continue this feud between uh Cody and Darby Allen. Hopefully Cody can truly like just take a step back a little bit uh and I like that Darby Allen won it despite controversy aside or whatever have been involving him in uh speaking out, but um him going up with Team Taz immediately after. Let's stop it. They've been fighting for far too long. And they've been beating the shit out of Darby Allen for far too long. Um, if they're going to do it, let's do it quick. Because the paper, the next pay-per-view, which is, I believe, Revolution. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I probably should have written it down somewhere. But... Just no, that's in February, and there's truly no le no need to prolong this. So do one of those like mid-season, you know, special AEW episodes that they normally do, and then just have Darby Allen versus whatever in the FTR crew to get it out of the way. Uh, and I would prefer if Dar like if Darby Allen beats one of them and we move on, I do not need to see another match between him and cage or him and Ricky Starks don't need it. Let's just get a one and done, please. <laughs> and then hopefully we can get more on the will Hobbs thing and see if he truly wants to join or not. Uh, next match, 
Nyla Rose versus uh, Hikaru Shida. Just couldn't truly care about this one. Um, I think Nyla Rose made a poor decision. <laughs> I, I said it way, way back when Nyla Rose uh, kind of said she needed a valet for to get championships. And she got Vicky Guerrero to be on the show. And then she doesn't win a championship. So just negating her whole like theory. It, it, it just didn't work. And now it, it seems like her and uh, Nyla Rose and um, Vicky Guerrero. They're just not going to work together anymore. So that sucks. Vicky Guerrero just came and got a, a nice payday. And at the expense of Nyla Rose slapping her after the end of the match. Hikaru Shida retaining the championship. Good. I'm all good with it. Please let Britt Baker be next up and win that championship. I definitely think she is what the AEW's women division needs. And she can truly just hold that title as long as possible. If Thunder Rosa is going to sign... I would prefer if Thunder Rosa took took it off her, but Nyla, I mean, <laughs> Britt Baker could literally be like the John Moxley and just like hold the title as long as shit. Like I, I don't care for it. Like I, well, not that I don't care for it. I don't care how long she holds it. I think that she is what the women's division needs. So next, we have a match that. Uh, I would say it, it impressed. I, I was shocked. Like my expectations weren't that truly high on it, but it exceeded expectations. And the Young Bucks versus FTR. I thought the match was really good. Towards the end, it started getting really weird, but I, I, I thought it worked really well. Them paying homage to shit. Every tag team they felt uh, needed that love. Um, they did the 3D, which was great. They did the uh, I don't even know. I didn't. Even, I don't even know what DIY called their finisher, the super kick knee combo. But FTR did that. That was really cool. Uh, they did like you know, FTR always does it, but you know they did some uh, heart foundation stuff. And there's another thing that I'm free. Oh, Matt, uh, the Young Bucks doing. The Hardy staying, I think it's the twist of fate to the Swanton. That, that was really cool. As far as like the finish for the match, come on, son. <laughs> the revival has been doing this no flips, just fists thing for so, so, so long. And the. <laughs> The one time they want to do a flip, they cost themselves the match. I thought it was... I never doubt doubted it in my mind that they could do flips if they needed to. Or if they wanted to. <laughs> but uh, I believe uh, Cash Wilder, Cash Wheeler, I forget uh, which one's which. But him doing the spiral tap and eating shit... Just absolutely killed me. Like, yes, it was surprising, but just like, why? <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh, I thought the match was really good, and the Young Bucks win the championship. 
great. Uh, that feud is not done. So this is gonna take a take up, I guess, an, an, a longer bit of the AEW tag team division. They didn't disappoint, which I'm happy about. And hopefully, when they have a rematch, it it isn't at the February show. That's gonna just take far too long. So once again, just do it at a you know, just like a, a season finale, uh, just dynamite thing, probably possibly in December, like that. I I wouldn't mind that at all. So. Sorry, uh, I shouldn't have recorded while I have like a minor headache, but it is what it is. And the next match we're going to go to is to the Deletion Deletion. I, th I just thought it was just going to be called Ultimate Deletion, but uh, that's what it's called. Sammy Guevara versus Matt Hardy. And the fact that this match is kind of like recorded live or semi not cinematic it, it just seemed like they just put a camera out there and just like let them do their thing and it looked terrible um especially when you're recording uh this kind of thing at night I, I think most of the ultimate deletions are at night but like all of them has much better lighting <laughs> like uh excalibur like says oh my god there's like the the lake of reincarnation and it's so pitch black and dark it just seems like it's just a void over there like i couldn't even see like ripples in the water or anything uh they, they couldn't just get one of the ig light rings and just uh put that and so i could see like the ref uh the light reflecting in the water or something but uh Presentation aside, I don't like this match. And once again, Matt Hardy not giving Sammy Guevara that win. And I think uh, giving him a sort, of, a sort of a receipt, I guess, for uh, throwing him off the, um, the scaffolding thing. I don't know. But Matt Hardy beating Sammy Guevara and then hitting him with the chair... And some people pointed out that, like, it's a reference to when uh, Randy Orton hit uh, hit Matt with the chair. And then he was kind of, like, written off. If Sammy Guevara is not going to get written off, I don't think that that was, like, something that you would truly want to reference. And I think Sammy Guevara should have just did it to him instead. Like... I know that uh, everybody's not the highest on Sammy Guevara, but he's truly the young talent that needs to get over. And there's no reason that Dudu in the pants, Matt Hardy, is the one to truly be the one that is like keeping him down. Like it, it, it truly doesn't make sense to me. I, I think the only true positive highlights that I have would be uh, Gangrel showing up. Like I thought that was funny. Him and Hurricane Helms, and they're like uh, referencing the um, the TNA Ultimate Deletion thing. Uh, I guess there was like a kidnapping story, <laughs> and then Matt Hardy just kind of like forgot about it because he was like bouncing around in uh, other promotions. I thought that was really funny. Uh, private parties and. Uh, private party and LAX getting involved just turn it into like just a bona fide street fight and then uh 
I didn't like that part, but I did like them getting away from them and it making sense where they kind of just like closed the garage door on them so they couldn't get through. But the whole end of this match where it just kind of became a one-on-one was just just messy, just not uh, not too great. <laughs> I wish I had more positive things to say about this AEW pay-per-view, but there's true, just not much uh, going on there with a lot of weird booking decisions and just something that I wanted to say before I finish this, uh, them throwing Sammy Guevara in the trash can after talk about like, I know the word burial gets like thrown around a lot, <laughs> but Jesus Christ, how can you like watch that and not be like, Oh yeah. Like that's not a good look, you know? You you beat this young and up and coming talent. Uh, you you beat his hair, with, beat his head in with a chair, and then you throw him in a trash can. Like, not that's <laughs> that's not a good look for Sammy Guevara, especially a talent that they say that they want to uh, push forward. But it is what it is. Um, MJF versus Chris Jericho. <laughs> MJF can go like I I see that the in-ring talent is there but I guess since he's a heel that they're just not going to um, utilize it as much as they fully can Jericho isn't as mobile mobile as he used to be so like the match is like oddly paced but the finish of the match I guess keeping Jericho fairly strong and not really getting MJF over as much in my opinion but I do think that this is smart this is it was a smart booking decision here um MJF kind of a coward so he is not going to try to go long with Chris Jericho and he also said that he is going to do whatever it takes to win and he did it he just did some true basic cheating that didn't really form any bad blood between him and Chris Jericho so I, I definitely think that was a truly a smart decision to make on MJF's part and for the main event, Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley, I will start out with saying there's truly no point of watching this match because you for sure know damn well that Eddie Kingston is not going to win with Kenny Omega in the horizon. Like, I definitely think they should have. Maybe if they would have did John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston first and then did a thing where, like, John Moxley is like watching his, like who his next opponent's gonna be after that hellacious match or whatever as Hangman and Kenny Omega is going. Like that possibly would have been like cooler. And honestly, there's in this day and age, like it's not really a bad thing to throw your champion out there first. So I, I think that would have been cool. I think like WWE did something like that. I think uh during the NBA Finals or something. Like, there was an NBA game going on, and then they threw John Cena, AJ Styles, and Dean Ambrose. Like, I think that was, like, the first match on the card, like, 
there is no uh, no no shame in throwing out the champion first. But uh, back to the match. Uh, I don't think it is as good as the Lance Archer match. I thought the Lance Archer match was much better. Uh, the Bob Wire Bat stuff. I know everybody is just like you know like oh Deathmatch Cyrus or whatever. But I didn't think it truly worked well or was oops drop something uh was smart uh eddie kingston wrapping the barbed wire and then wrapping around his uh his hand i don't think that was as smart as moxley putting around his arm and then doing the bulldog choke like that definitely did a lot more damage uh to his opponent more than himself in my opinion or just i i think eddie kingston uh Definitely falling out of favor with him. I don't think John Moxley did uh, did a good job with. Actually, shit. I don't know. I've been really high on John Moxley lately. I don't know what it is. I think his promo work is, you know, really getting him. Uh, I don't know. It's doing it for me lately, even though he hasn't changed at all. Uh, but Eddie Kingston, man. Just I, I I just don't truly know what to say because like when I was watching this match I was just like and it's going like I don't think this is the same dude I saw at Bloodsport uh, I don't think this is this shit I don't even know man like Eddie Kingston is just truly not doing it for me right now and I don't think that match did him any favors personally but uh, they're gonna do the run back. Kenny Omega and John Moxley. Kenny Omega firmly being like, all right, no bullshit this time. This is going to be a straight up wrestling match. And it's smart, long term booking in a sense. Uh, it works. So that is AEW full gear. Hopefully, I can come to you guys uh, on Friday with. Uh, NXT and AEW Dynamite, you know, the fallout of Full Gear to go along with it. Who the hell told you tonight was open mic night, bitch? I thought AEW was a weird show. Um, I was talking to some people about it, and this show doesn't feel like the fallout from Full Gear. Like, it, like Full Gear just doesn't seem like it truly happened in this episode i think the only things that are kind of like mentioned that happened on full gear is darby allen winning and kenny omega being the number one contender that's about it this show doesn't have ftr who was speculated to leave uh because of the handshake deal that uh that was reported not too long ago new tag team champions uh young bucks Nyla Rose, I don't know if she was on Dark or not. Hikaru Shida, not on the episode. John Moxley, not on this episode. Hangman Page, not on this episode. A lot of the major players that were a part of Full Gear was not on this show. And I do think that is weird. But we're going to go into the first match. Um, QT Marshall and... Dustin Rhodes versus Butcher and the Blade in a bunkhouse match, I believe. That's what I written down. I think it's called bunkhouse. I'm sorry if I. That's not it. But it's a bunkhouse match. 
I thought the match was cool. I, I, I thought the match was cool. I think that Blade ble bleeding that much that early into the show is kind of insane. You know, people want to do like, um, what did, <laughs> you know, eat. Uh, WCW was doing that while WWE was doing this or whatever. Like, Butcher and the Blade. Well, like, basically, Butcher is bleeding his ass off. And right now on NXT, Leon Ruff just won the, uh, you know, just won the championship from Johnny Gargano. Like, it's like two weird things that are happening on this show. <laughs> I don't think that Blade is going to be cleared to wrestle Pac next week. So that's gonna be weird. Maybe they should switch it out and let Butcher do it and let, you know, Pac wrestle somebody different, you know, somebody bigger, somebody not as agile as him. So he would have a different dynamic match. But we'll see if he's cleared to go. As far as the match goes, I don't really understand what this feud is about. Like, is. Are they fighting to get Bunny back? Because that doesn't make sense to me. But they had the match. I thought if the match would have ended at QT Marshall doing the elbow from the ladder, I probably would have been a lot higher on that match. Like, I pro like this match is like a good three and a half, I guess. If... um. If the match didn't go five minutes more after that brutal, like, uh, elbow drop from the ladder to a bloody, bloody, bloody blade, I think the match would have been, uh, I would have been a lot higher on the match. There is a lot of talking segments on this show, which I will get into when I do quick hits. So we're just going to skip right over to the main event with Pentagon Jr. versus Phoenix. And I thought this match was fantastic. They, these two have done it again. <laughs> Pentagon Jr. style is like, it targets the neck so much. I think it is truly not a great idea for Phoenix, who has neck injuries, who was out from a neck injury, to be wrestling this man. <laughs> he should not be wrestling his brother. But nonetheless, after the match is over, Pentagon Jr. wins, and Kingston basically is like, all right, you settled your beef with your brother. We don't need him anymore. Like, you're done with that. Leave him in the past. I don't think trying to pry these brothers away from each other is too... It's not a good idea. Not not that great of an idea. But... <laughs> Jeff J last week predicted it. What if uh, Puck wants to fight Eddie Kingston for basically his old homies? As you recall... I was just like, does Death Triangle even mean that much to him to truly be fighting for it? And the answer is yes. Um, I don't know what uh, Eddie Kingston has said recently. Like maybe it happened on Dark or like something on Twitter that I missed that he said about Pac. But Pac is hot and he wants he wants his fam back. 
And I definitely think that Eddie Kingston trying to pry these brothers away from each other is going to bite him in the ass. But we'll see what happens next week. I think they said next week. But we'll see what happens when they have their match. And maybe uh, maybe they part ways. We get Death Triangle back and the Eddie Kingston family is just Eddie Kingston and Butcher and Blade and Bunny. We'll see how that goes. I'm interested into the, uh, the whole thing. Now, we're going to get into uh, Ken the Kenny Omega promo. As you heard in my full gear review, the cleaner is not back. The cleaner is not that man that he, uh, he is not the man that he used to be. And it is truly just attributing to the fact that nobody in AEW can bring that out of him. Honestly, I just think that it's just a level of competition that it just can't compare to New Japan. So blah, 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 whatever the hell he was saying, like the cleaner has never left. He's always been here. Certainly not the case. Everybody knows it. And that's why people have been saying what they've been saying. But December 2nd, it will be John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in a regular ass match. This is definitely shades of <laughs> what is it? Um, Edge and Orton having a last man standing, and then going, "All right, no, 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 we gotta have that like regular ass match," you know. And everybody's basically saying that this is where John Moxley truly loses it and goes to New Japan to go defend the belt, and that's cool. Kenta definitely needs to take that. Uh, title away from Moxley I will be so furious if Kenta does not win that title from Moxley you can listen to the G show that was uploaded later this week I think that Kenta is truly one of the shining bright spots in New Japan currently like he is him and Tanahashi are like my two favorites right now Whatever they do is just simple. They just fight and they leave, which is just just good enough for fucking me. So if Kenta is not rewarded for his hard work that he has put in in the G1 and for New Japan Strong, I will be very, very upset. But nonetheless, we're going to have that match, I believe. Uh, that was uh, Revolution. Revolution, yes. I'm telling you right now, if Kenny does not pull something here out of his ass and has a really good match with John Moxley. This man's cooked to me. He's done. He's dead. <laughs> I'm I'm truly not going to be behind this man. Like I can't I can't like keep being on the fence if if he's still good or not anymore. And we're going to finish off uh AEW before we go into quick hits with the Cody and Brandy and Jade, I didn't put her last name here. I believe it's Cartgill. Cartgill and a hint of Shaq. I'm going to keep it simple and brief. Fuck out of here. And this shit feels rushed. At least Cody had the decency to take the title off his person before entering this feud. That's all I'll say. Now, quick hits. What are they doing with Red Velvet? 
they paired her with Brandy, but she still can't get any wins. What is going on? Also, I thought the match with her and Takanti was pretty good, but Takanti and Anna Jay haven't been seen in so long, so it feels weird to reintroduce this story in a story that is now being introduced. Like, it's just two conflicting things that are like bashing with each other, and it just truly doesn't make sense. But I'm glad to see Takanti's back and Anna Jay. Hopefully, they can get in the ring soon. Maybe uh, Anna Jay and Britt Baker could possibly have a match soon, or her and Takanti. Somebody has to take that title off Britt Baker. I mean, uh, Hikaru Shida. Somebody has to. Team FTW bores the hell out of me. I am tired of it. I'm tired of the very long-winded promos from Taz. Like, I think they're good, but, like, the fact that they don't truly amount to anything for him or his crew doesn't do anything for me. Uh, I think that... I've been saying I think a lot, but Brian Cage and Matt Seidel was a decent match, but it was just kind of whatever, and the Will Hobbs thing, they kind of just dropped it. Like, he doesn't mention it. Will Hobbs is not even on the show. If it's happening on Dark, I'm not watching Dark. I'm sorry. I'm not watching Dark. So, if it's happening on Dark, that is so silly because you introduced it on the main show. But nonetheless, it, it just doesn't do anything for me. And I'm going to finish AEW off with the MJF Inner Circle thing. I tweeted that I think I would like MJF a lot more if he had the in-ring ability to sort of just like, you know, make me eat crow or just eat my words, you know? Like, he's in all these talking segments that just don't do anything for me, you know? Like, I truly just think it's white nonsense for uh, a lot of it. I did laugh when... uh, when he, um, what did he do? It was the Drake lyric, but I can't remember the song. It's on the tip of my tongue. It begins with an A. Oh my God, don't scream at your phone just yet. It's coming to me. Um, when he was referencing All Me, when he was reciting the lyrics to All Me, I thought that was funny. But him joining the inner circle, I just truly don't know what's going to come out of it. Personally, I don't see him being anywhere, eh, anywhere near that title picture with John Moxley if Kenny Omega is next up like he is not he is not like coming around Kenny Omega and if I'm wrong I'll be wrong but I just don't think it's happening and it seems like this story is more of just a descent or you know what I call it, like a curtain call or just wrapping it up for Pride and Powerful to leave the inner circle. And if they do, I am praying they do something great after their uh, after their title reign. Like hopefully they have a match with the Bucks once again and take it off them. And, you know, they become tag team champions. I think that would be fantastic. But that is AEW. Now let's go to Orlando. And let's talk about a little bit of NXT. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Here we go. Big moment. (laughs) Waiting a long time for this. 
Oh boy. Oh boy, who could it be? Who could it be? Who could it be? Whoa, 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 it's going in reverse. Wait, 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 it's Bronson. It's it's Champa. No, it's Priest. No, it's Champa. No, it's Priest. Oh my god, I've never seen a wheel like this before. Totally unpredictable. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner is Leon Ruff. Wow. Man, recording alone doesn't get any easier because, you know, breath control. Don't have much of it. I'm very tired right now. But <laughs> NXT starts with uh, Leon Ruff and Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano has a rigged wheel, <laughs> faking as if he's going to do a real open challenge. And he thinks that he is going to just get one up on Leon Ruff because, you know, he can easily beat him. Like, what the hell? He's just a, uh, you know, new, new signee, you know, fresh meat. But Damian Priest is in the crowd and puts a wrench in that plant and, and Leon Ruff takes the North American Championship away from Johnny Gargano. I saw a lot of people not happy with this. I don't care. <laughs> I love what I saw. I think that doing this is a very good look. Uh, Triple H putting, you know, sort of his uh, cards behind uh, Leon Ruff. Hopefully they let him keep it. And Priest and Gargano's feud kind of just you know, does their own thing without the title. Damian Priest doesn't seem too hung up on, you know, not getting the title back as of right now. So I, I think it's cool that they're going to let Leon Ruff, like, have this for a bit. Like, they're not going to just hot potato the title. I think if they hot potato the title, I would, you know, be less happy with that let's go with those let's go with those words uh <laughs> i i would be less happy with that but as of right now i thought it was really cool and i thought that damian priest going hey yo johnny gargano's gonna come over here and kick your ass take my car go so i, I thought that was really nice and whatever comes from the story i'm looking forward to it whatever comes from it next week now we're going to get into Candice LeRae versus Tony Storm. I thought it was very weird that there's no Ember Moon or Dakota Kai on the show. But this match is really good. I thought this was much better than the Shotzi Blackheart match. I'm not sure if Candice LeRae and Tony Storm have any history of wrestling each other in the past, but it shows. I thought this match was really good. The interference, which NXT has a lot of interferences tonight. It, uh, interference from Ghostface Helper and then uh, Cameron Grimes also interferes in a match that we'll talk about later. I thought it was weird to just have Andy Hartwell just unmask herself. I definitely think that they should have had either Tony Storm or Shotzi Blackheart like rip it off her face you know and then you know any hardware just beats him up anyway and then you know she does like the, her uh <laughs> her really wide grin with uh Candice LeRae standing tall at the end like that would have been fine but once again we're gonna get the insert baby face and Shotzi Blackheart versus heels 
Like we saw it with Tegan Knox. We're seeing it with well, we saw it with Rhea Ripley, and now we're gonna see it with Tony Storm. Shotzi Blackheart just uh just a good person to have on your team, I guess. And I think I put this in my quick hits, but I'm gonna just talk about it now. I like what they I like what they're doing with Shotzi Blackheart. Getting rid of, you know, the tank and having her get a little more serious. Like I know everybody's just like, you know, everybody wants like a serious and uh militant character or whatever, but I thought like this really kinda like lit a fire in her ass and like kinda wants she's getting serious and that's really cool. Like she can always go back and be who she was before, but like this level of intensity from Shotzi Blackheart is nothing that we ever seen before. And I think that's really cool. Like I didn't know that the tank meant that much, even though it, you know, may or may, I don't want to say like, it's, it's, it's not facts, but you know, it's a very compelling story. And I like that they, uh, they're getting this going and out of her. So if they have a singles match later on in the future, her and Shotzi Blackheart, I mean, uh, Candice LeRae and Chauncey Blackheart, I think it would be really good. And before I uh, get off the women, um, Tony Storm and Ember Moon seem to just... They're, they're kind of like taking their sweet time around uh, not giving them a title match. I guess, you know, since the big title match is, you know, Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai, I guess they're just like waiting to see what comes from that before they kind of like slot Tony Storm or, you know, Ember Moon in that, uh, in that sort of realm. But, uh, we're going to get into Dexter Loomis versus Tim Thatcher. Tim Thatcher destroyed one of Loomis's paintings. And Loomis didn't like that. And this was a really good match. Uh, Loomis getting revenge for his art and his ankle injury. Uh, since Tim Thatcher was the person that did that in the triple threat. Content something for the, uh, the words are getting jumbled up right now. It was in a triple threat to qualify for the, I believe, uh, seven way or five way North American ladder match. Yeah. There we go. Putting it all together. I don't know what's going on. I have it all written down, but like it's just not clicking. <laughs> but um, I always knew that the match was going to end in a non-finish. Because I was just like, alright, when is like Cameron Grimes going to come and do his thing? And he did it. I think this is just all just going to lead up straight to the match with um, Loomis and Grimes. I don't know where Thatcher goes next after this. Like, this isn't another loss for him, but I do think he is still lost, in a sense. Whoever this Austin Gray guy is, I don't think they're going to have a match at the pay-per-view. So, like, probably, like, two weeks uh, before the pay-per-view, they're probably going to have, like, a sort of, like, blow-off match of some sort. I don't know. But I don't see Loomis being in in the next uh, takeover as of uh, right now. Now we're going to go into the main event, which is Brizongo versus A. Oh, who is calling me? <laughs> Not right now. Um, Brit and Brawlers versus uh, Brizongo. Um, I didn't care for this match when it first happened. I 
just thought the match was just okay, and I thought this match. Well, shit, I thought the same for this match. Like it's just gonna be there, the standard match, just with a lot more heel shenanigans, and that's kind of just what we got. Um, Drake Maverick uh, gets involved. Pete Dunn, Pat uh, McAfee interferes, all that sort of stuff. But just didn't really care for this match. I don't know. I I do think that Brit and Brawlers is good, but I don't think uh, Brizongo are good opponents for them. This is where people like the Rascals need to come in, or just like a different tag team. But it is what it is, and. Before we go into quick hits, I'm gonna get off. Uh, I gotta get off. I'm going to start off with um, Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. Next week, let me know who you want to win. I'm definitely thinking that Io Shirai will retain. I think that would be great. And Balor will be back next week, so that's gonna be really cool. There's a lot of people missing on the show, like um. Dream is not on here. Kushida's not on here. Still no Undisputed Era. Who else? Yeah, no Ember Moon. No No Dakota Kai. So it, it, it's really weird. That seems to be the theme for this week's in wrestling. Where, where the hell is everybody? Standing here like uh, Will Smith when his daddy ain't want him. Just where the, where, uh, where the fuck is everybody? But, quick hits. Santos Escobar and Jake Atlas was truly whatever to me. I definitely think that uh, Escobar needs to do something else, honestly. Like, it kind of sucks that he is a cruiserweight and he's just, like, stuck in this realm. While everybody else gets to have fun. Like, what was it? Um, Isaiah Swerve Scott, like, he got to wrestle, like, Gorgano before he got pigeonholed into, like, this division. Like, the fact that these cruiserweight guys don't get to interact with anybody else on the roster is pretty ass to me, honestly. Like, I, I do think it's kind, of, it's kind of lame, but it is what it is. And we're going to end it off with whatever the hell this Yakuza or Dark theme that uh Bo Boa and Zia Lee got themselves into or whatever they're trying to present. I hope it gets them over. <laughs> I truly do. I truly hope it gets them over. I definitely thought it was really cool in the presentation where the guy comes, marks Boa's hand after he got his ass beat by Raquel. Like I thought that was really cool. But what the hell is it? <laughs> So we'll see that uh, develop over the weeks. But I thought it was cool, but I'm just like, what is it though? You know, but that is it for this week on the War Report. You can follow us at the A Show RNC on Twitter, wherever you get your podcasts, having shows like the G Show, new name pending, A Show, the Rewriters Room, and this show and Spot Callers coming uh, out imminently. But That's it for the week of wrestling this week, and I got a PS5 to play.